Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today on the podcast, we're going to look at John 18, actually verses 33 to 37. These are readings from the Daily Lectionary. So if you are following along in the 2019 Book of Common Prayer Daily Bible Reading Plan, you'll see this is a portion of the longer reading from John's Gospel. I'll read, then we'll pray, and then we're just going to try to hear Jesus as he speaks to us about the nature of his kingdom. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked? Or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. It was your people and your chief priest who handed you over to me. What is it that you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then said Pilate. Jesus answered him, you're right in saying I'm a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world, so to to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? Pilate asked. With this he went out again to the Jews and said, I find no basis for a charge against him, but it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of the Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, no, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in a rebellion. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, this um, strange passage, we pray that you would help us to hear truth in it, Lord. And uh, more importantly, God, we pray that you would help us to uh, think about our lives, um, to think about um, how your kingdom is supposed to manifest in us, And God, I pray that we would think about what it means when we end up with Barabbas instead of Jesus. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this passage picks up with Jesus under arrest. He's entered into Jerusalem, and things had really turned against him. He's been betrayed by a close friend. Uh, His friends have scattered. And Jesus is a king, but he is not the kind of king that people expect. He's not the king that people want. And so the passage opens up with Pilate, um, a regional ruler, asking, are you, Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And this is a a really interesting question because basically uh, Pilate is asking, um, are you a threat to me and to Rome? Um, Who exactly do you understand yourself to be? And Uh, It's a a rare moment in the Bible where someone who is not a believer looks at Jesus and says, who do you think you are? So we should really pay attention to Jesus's answer. Um, Jesus actually responds to him by saying, yes, I am a king. Pilate is being contemptuous, though. He is not open. He could care less about Jesus. Um, He perceives that the religious arguments of the Jews are nothing but nonsense to him. He misses him completely. And I find this to be really interesting because I think that a lot of people right now are missing Jesus completely because their understanding of power and significance is uh, misaligned to uh, a true north. Um, What Pilate was doing in this moment is he was saying, might wins. 
wealth wins, force wins. And Jesus represented none of those things. And so Pilate doesn't take him seriously. He actually rejects Jesus outright. I actually don't think he rejects Jesus. I don't even think he takes Jesus seriously enough to reject him. He just misses him entirely. And I think that right now uh, we're in a season where um, force and brute powers win, uh, significance and wealth win. They carry the day, and Jesus increasingly is completely missed or co-opted, which is even worse. But we don't even see him for who he is. So Jesus says, I am a king, but I'm not a king from this world. My kingdom is not from this world. Now, we need to understand what he's saying. He's not saying my kingdom is not meant to manifest in this world. What Jesus is saying is my power is different from the way you understand power because it has originated somewhere else, i.e. in the heart of God the Father. But he's not saying that the kingdom that he brings has nothing to do with this world. And I want to say this to you, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Jesus, and a way to, to, to understand kingdom, because we don't live in a kingdom, uh, is the reign and rule of God, the dominion, the authority of God. It has originated elsewhere, but it is meant to manifest in your life and in mine. It's meant to manifest in a way we relate with one another, the way we work, the way we spend our money. It's meant to manifest in the here and now. It just doesn't come from the here and now. And so what Jesus is saying here is what I bring is a different understanding of power. It's a kind of power that stoops low. It's, it's a power that has the, the, the force ability, the, the power ability to transcend death. It, it's got resurrection in it, and yet it doesn't avoid death. And so Jesus is upside downing people's understanding of what real power means. He basically is saying, I have the kind of power that will transcend death, but I also will stoop down and face the darkness that is the world. And I believe that we need to understand Jesus' power if we're going to be the kinds of people who face trial and tribulation and difficulty. Um, we've got to actually get with Jesus here. And Pilate doesn't. He, he can't. He doesn't understand. And I'm reminded just of the way that I think many of us perceive power. We, we actually can't see Jesus' kingship because it doesn't look like the kind of winning king that we're used to seeing. I think this is one of the reasons why so many in the evangelical church have become so confused in recent years about what winning looks like because we've actually forgot the way Jesus actually engages difficulty, trial, and tribulation. We, we've lost sight in some ways of what Jesus' power really looks like. And so Jesus says these words when Pilate says, so you are a king. Jesus says, in fact, for this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Truth, the opposite of illusion. Jesus says, if you want the opposite of illusion, if you want the opposite of bravado, listen to me. If you want something sturdy and real, you must listen to me. And notice he doesn't say, if you want to win, listen to me. If you want brute force to carry the day like is happening in Rome, listen to me. He's saying if you want the opposite of illusion, if you want to live a real life in reality, listen to me. And I think that there is a fundamental invitation here. 
It's as if Jesus was inviting Pilate, a man who is hostile to his purposes, but he's also inviting you and me to say, are you willing to enter into reality? Are you willing to reject illusion? Are you willing to be in a real place? Because Jesus lives in a real place. Jesus exists in reality. And when we get with reality, our lives take on a new level of substance and meaning. And many of us right now are exhausted because there's so much illusion around us. The political right and the political left, they, 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 they cast these spells. It's, it's an illusion that they can give us what we really need, that they can really help us. A, a politician's not going to get the job done. Pilate was a politician. And he thought Jesus was one like him. And Jesus says, no, it doesn't work that way in my, my economy. And I think that one of the realities or invitations regarding reality is that we would reject our tendency to escape from reality into illusion. And I think that right now there is so much escapism going on. I think that we have uh, checked out in so many ways. I think that we've missed the invitation to be truly present and to really embrace truth, to embrace the reality of who Jesus is. And one of the ways that you know that is whether or not there's a sense of substance, a sense of sturdiness or real about your life. So Jesus is inviting and Pilate and me, uh, you and me together to embrace reality. But what happens at the end of this text? After Jesus is saying, you can, you can get with reality, you can be with me, um, the crowd says, we want Barabbas. <laughs> they, they choose a terrorist, an insurrectionist. They choose a violent bully over Jesus. And it's an amazing and, and shocking way to end this passage. The, the passage just ends by saying, essentially, they chose a bad guy. They chose a rebellion leader. They chose someone who, who would use force and coercion to win. And I believe that one of the things in front of us right now is this invitation to say, what does it look like for us to choose Jesus, not Barabbas? And in some ways, I think that we, um, when we end up with Barabbas, we, we, it's an indicator maybe that we're, we're living in a way that... Um, it's missing the mark of who Jesus really is. And I'm th- I've been thinking about my own life. Um, what does Barabbas look like in my own life? Uh, Barabbas for me would look like trying to solve all my problems on my own. Uh, Barabbas would look like trying to manipulate or to use uh, powers of persuasion or coercion to get my way. And I've been looking for Barabbas in the landscape of my life so that I could reject Barabbas and choose Jesus. And I think that for you today, it might be good to stop and say, is Barabbas at play in my life? And I just want to be really clear. Um, We live in such a polarized political moment that you might be wanting to listen to something like this and think, oh, I know who Barabbas is. Barabbas is Donald Trump or Barabbas is Joe Biden. And I just want to say to you, no, we have to look closer to home if we're going to ever hear the invitation of God. So what does it look like for you to choose Jesus, truth, reality, the present with God life over and against illusions that might be at play in your life? I think there's some discernment for all of us to do.
Father, I pray for my friends and I ask for you to help us choose you, be present to you, look to you and not to others who are not you, not to other tendencies or behaviors that are not you. God, I pray that you'd bless us today and give us grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression, carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement, inspiration, or course correction? And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center. Mm -hmm.